Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Mansoor Hasib. My guest is Callie Churchwell. And Callie, I would love for you to introduce yourself and say hello. Hi, guys. I am just kind of a unicorn. I started out with a public relations background and degree, and I owned my own company for about eight years. I did a lot of brand intelligence, and I did a lot of media relations work, working with legal, working with a lot of stuff that I didn't even know that I was doing threat intelligence at the time. And like you said before, like it, I, you know, it's everywhere (laughs) I was. And, you know, I would work with a lot of different healthcare companies and stuff, making sure that their risks were low on the computer front, cyber front and whatnot. And yeah, just kind of fell in love with it and was tinkering along online one time and must have filled out something Mm -hmm. because some university recruiter was calling me for about a year and I finally picked up the phone because I was like, oh, what do you want? (laughs) I don't want to do cybersecurity because I don't want to work at a help desk. I don't want to make, you know, I don't want to do like $30,000 a year anymore. I want to do big stuff. I didn't know what cybersecurity was. Right. I thought right. it was just working at an IT help desk. I didn't know. Right. right and right. and you I didn't was know like, that you were already in the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, he explained to me exactly what it was. I got my rejection letter um, after finally applying after he bothered me for a year. So I called up the director, and I was just like, "No, no, that's inappropriate. <laughs> You're going to give me five minutes of your time, uh-huh. so, so because this is my future, mm-hmm. and I deserve five minutes of your time." So he talked to me about how I was a career changer and whatnot. And I said, no, no, you only gave me five minutes of your time. So now I'm going to talk. Wonderful. I love (laughs) it. And I told him, this is what I want to do. This is something I'm very passionate about. I am a protector at heart, but I don't want to be in the military. I don't want to serve. My whole family served in the military. I don't want to do that. That's not Mm -hmm. my path. Mm -hmm. This is my path. And this is what I want to do. And if, Mm -hmm. and if I don't pass, with a 4.0, mm-hmm. I will not use my degree. You can keep it. Mm-hmm. And I'll still pay you for it and everything, but I won't use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, challenge accepted. He sent me my acceptance letter. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It was a program meant for people that have been in the field for about five years or more. Yeah, I ended up passing with a 4.0 and shook his hand while I was walking across the stage with a big smile on my face. And he actually gave me a hug. And I was like, well, mm -hmm." Um, so so I was like, maybe next time career changers aren't really that different. That's where I learned that lesson of like, we we all do some sort of cybersecurity if we're working ethically and we're working with honesty and integrity. It's just the culture of it. Now I present at DEF CON, I present at the Biohacking Village, a lot of different international conventions and stuff. I really enjoy what I do. There's a lot of challenges in terms of like kind of what you guys were talking about. It's great to have integrity and it's great to have honesty, but sometimes businesses just aren't ready to hear it. And then you get put in a, in a bad situation because you're the one that said, the honest thing that nobody was ready to hear. Um, is the reason why I talk about the career risks and having multiple sources of income, because the world has come to a strange situation right now. That is Mm -hmm. the main reason why I took some time off to write this book, The Bring Inner Greatness Out, because I saw that too many people were thinking that we're in the America that used to be 40 years ago. 
We're not mm-hmm. in that America or the rest of the world. What has happened in the 1970s, you probably may not be aware of that history, was in the 1970s, you got these MBA schools that came about. Mm-hmm. And basically that group of people are literally ruling the world today. They view people as expenses. And yeah. all they know is layoffs, cost cutting, and all that. And that is why I have made it my personal mission to empower and educate as many people into developing their personal brands, recognizing their value, and also being protective of their integrity. Because if you start doing this and get sucked into this system, this is <laughs> this is a no-win situation. I mean, yeah. innovation in America is half what it used to be in the 1970s. And that's because with this layoff culture, a lot of people are no longer loyal to the company. Yeah. They're, I mean, you look back at old TV shows. I mean, you show anything, you know, you don't even have to look in history books, you know, yeah. uh, books or anything. You know, you look at history and TV shows and you see, um, you know, people that have their own food stands, they have their own businesses. People were starting businesses, mm-hmm. not you know, in the culture of immediately thinking that you're going to follow a business. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, there there's this lack of personal branding that, you know, you talk about because people assume that to just because you're following a business or you're joining a business, you don't have mm-hmm. to have your own branding and put All in right. that effort, but you do. You, do. Um, you absolutely do. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned to mention it. So I am actually looking for my next opportunity. I am actively interviewing right now, mm-hmm. um, with some really great people. I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really important that I've learned to, um, know who you are mm-hmm. and to, you know, your book was actually very helpful for me and, and understanding who you are and stand for what you actually want, because, in this industry, it's so important for your culture and your values to match what's going on with the business in order to stay around for a while. Yes. One and, of the things um, that I noticed about you in particular, right from yeah. the very beginning, even in your introduction, you already know which niche and which lane is your love. Yeah. And that is key for any professional to truly succeed. You're not willing to go do something else, regardless of what they pay you. You want to do your love within the field, which is this threat intelligence or what power analysis, kind of threat intel kind of blended together. I love it. Yes. You know, yes. I could do the customer beautiful. success management thing as long as I get some technical time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to be a software engineer. I'll tell you that right now. Like, you could... <laughs> no, that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. So you have already found your niche and your love, and that is key. And you can build a brand around that. And you already talked that you're already doing that. You're speaking at various conferences around that. And so develop your following around that also. Do more videos and things like that. That is wonderful. I'm talking to you now and it sounds so silly now, but I've thought about doing videos and stuff like that. And that's where it kind of goes to is thoughts. I, whenever I, before I got my first job after college, I started my YouTube channel, but then as soon as I started working, everything went away and I lost my personal brand. I do think that that's extremely important and I'm glad I'm talking to you now because it's like, yeah. I actually really do like making videos and doing stuff like that. Maybe I will. Good. I think, I yeah. think you come across very well. And then Thank you. The, the story that you talked about, even that story, I'm glad that you 
reveal that story here. But yes, that could have already been in a video already. Because yeah. those are the kinds of stories people need to hear. Because what was special about that particular story is you knew your lane and you were willing to put in the hard work to succeed in that lane. You see, yep. you had that grit because you knew <laughs> this is what I want to do. And of course, <laughs> if you want to do something like, okay, if someone wants and to And I don't doctor, like people telling me I can't do it. So I'll, I'll do it if you tell me exactly. I can't. <laughs> no, no. But the key is that it was something that you loved. It's like, okay, if you love basketball or baseball enough to want to play in the big leagues well you're gonna have to still put in the hard work do the running around the tracks and all of that getting up eating right not doing drugs and alcohol and all that stuff because that's going to destroy your athletic ability right so mm -hmm. it's that discipline is needed regardless of what your field is i've been the same way and you're yeah. doing great well, I mean, I like, I like following you on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm just having fun right now. At this stage of my life, my life is basically dedicated to people like you, Dell, all these people that are the future leaders of the world. Every time I hear a story from somebody who has either read my work or done something and then build their brand and then come back and tell their story, it has been amazing. And you'll actually, in the networking, you, you'll probably meet one of, one of the people that joined Toastmasters just because I asked her to, and she was just humoring me, but she never realized it would literally start changing her world. Yeah. <laughs> because so, now... Socially, like with the job thing, my struggle is with the job things, mm -hmm. I'm confident, I'm there, I'll get it done, I'll find a way to get it done, and it'll be the best thing you've ever seen, guaranteed that's what it's going to be because I'll find a way to do it. But on the social end of it, mm -hmm. I'm actually quite introverted, mm -hmm. believe it or not. I tend to be quite humble with myself and quite like who would want to kind of watch my videos, you know, like who, like, what am I going to talk about that people haven't already said a million times? Stuff like that, that kind of prevents me sometimes from really kind of embracing or kind of pursuing that fully encompassing brand well um, the key as i talk about is not what you say but it is how you say it it's the wrapping that you put around it because the way you are going to say it nobody else can say it because you yourself are unique there's nobody else like you in the world i've already said that and what people are connecting with are authentic people so they want to see that authenticity that's the thing it's the cali churchwell brand is the cali churchwell i love it what do you call that? The circle, this whole doctor cybersecurity thing. How did that happen? I didn't even dream of it, right? It's the community that literally embraced me in that manner. The community gave me that title even because one day I was saying, okay, I need a hashtag. So then the community told me, this is, this is the hashtag for you. And I said, really, that's going to be very hokey. I mean, I know, it fits you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you see, this is the thing. You talked about yourself being a unicorn, which is absolutely great. You are probably a unicorn in your particular niche. And I believe everybody is because the yes. unique set of skills that you bring to any, to the job that you're going to do, nobody else has that. So if you have a supply of one, why can't you dictate your salaries? You see, this is what I'm talking about. And when I you do, negotiate yeah. salary, you need to be able to negotiate on the basis of value. What value are you producing? And your compensation must be proportional to the value you produce. Yeah. 
100% agree. And that's the principle of capitalism, which we actually have almost forgotten in the United States, because I have seen yeah. this. In the past, people who were making money were never laid off. Right. Now, yeah. it all depends on who else is above you. But how do you a, negotiate with people that don't understand that don't understand but believe that the value of what you do is very low because a lot of people especially within threat intelligence a lot of people don't understand what threat intelligence is what it can do for a company mm -hmm. threat intelligence can i mean it could it could save a company outside of incident response is very reactive mm -hmm. monitoring and detection can be very reactive but threat intelligence is the one key thing that you can have within your company that can prevent things from happening, that can be those proactive voices and whatnot. I've looked at so many different job descriptions and each and every one of them for that say threat intelligence on them mm -hmm. look entirely different. There was one I saw today that I need to do four different programming languages, like scripting and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> like, no, no. Like that's, that's, yeah. If you start making a threat intel person do programming, it's just a different mindset. You know what I mean? You wouldn't make a marketing person do public relations. It's like two different mindsets. There's a big lack of definitions and terminologies in order to be able to collaborate and communicate effectively. So and, um, and we even have that up into their foreign policies. We can't, we just can't nail down our terminologies to be able to communicate effectively. Right. So one suggestion that I would have for your job search, and I don't know if you're doing this or not. Yeah. I would recommend that since you know your niche so, pro so well, my recommendation, instead of looking for jobs, look for the companies that you would want to work for that probably understand what you're doing, even if they've never advertised for a job or anything like that. And then try to get conversations with somebody in your network in that company, just to find out more about the company. Pinpoint the companies. And I would recommend doing about 30 of that. This is a methodology that I read from a book. And what that will do is that eventually you will be that single bachelorette now marketing yourself with 30 or so companies. So instead of you being one of 500 applicants or 5,000 applicants to a particular job, flip the model around because you're the one bringing in that unique person. I love this work at home thing. I don't know if you can hear my dog drinking in the background. <laughs> no, I'm over here like they're just walking back and forth, tap tapping on the ground. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> it even happens on TV shows these days. So, you know, thing, but right? what I found in, in my interviews and stuff is that people are starting to become more like people and ah. not industry robots. Like, mm. you know, that they're understanding that you have a home life. They understand and see you as the person now. And now we're being able to actually talk on a level that we haven't been able to do before. And I think that's really cool. I don't know if anybody else has had that experience, but I, I really enjoy it. I really like that advice. Another thing that I do with recruiters or if somebody, as soon as somebody tries to connect with me on LinkedIn, I say, hello and address their name. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the connection, not for thank you for requesting or any of that. I say, thank you for the connection. Mm -hmm. Is there anything I can do for you? Mm -hmm. Can I help in any way? 
And then with recruiters, or uh, if I see if I see people in companies that are posting a job that isn't for me, mm -hmm. those are the ones that I go on and, and I'm like, here's, here's somebody really cool that I think you might like, or I don't have anybody for you right now, but just say something to where people aren't feeling ignored. I think a lot of times whenever you don't have anything to say, you don't say things, but sometimes it feels good. If I have some, if nobody responds to my post, Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know right. if my post just totally bombed. Right. Like, but if somebody comments, that also helps me bring it up to where it needs to be for more visibility. I appreciate that you didn't have anything to add. And thank you for not ignoring my post. I try and do things to where people still feel that communication, even on our social media level that we're kind of like so living off of now. Just that little segment that you talked about, you probably have five one minute videos in there. And my recommendation is that you do that. This is how I connect with people on LinkedIn. That could be a beautiful one minute video. And I'll tell you, it'll probably get a lot of views. And it, it's also good advice because that is- Really? Absolutely. Where would you post it? On LinkedIn or? YouTube. On YouTube? First of all, YouTube. All right. <laughs> then of course you would post it on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and basically say that. I mean, you do things that's about you. And then you talked about your field. Obviously, lots of people don't know your field properly, but you do. Yeah. Why don't you take one minute videos, talk about a little aspect of the field, you, the value of threat intelligence. That could be a beautiful one to two minute video. Don't make one hour videos because nobody's going to watch that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You want to the one. We're in minute. the realm of TikTok now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Frequency matters. In, yes. Because essentially, personal branding is also about marketing yourself, getting your brand and name out there. What is Cali Churchwell all about? Through these videos, we get to know you. That's important. Yes, I look. Could be I blogs love that. also. Thank you. See? Because again, you could have a web page and all that, and you should also have that. You could start. Oh, collecting. You better watch out now. It's going to happen next week. I'm going to have it all together. And, I'm going to run it past again, you. <laughs> look at. Cybersecurity leadership, that's my passion, right? So I built mm -hmm. a website around that. I put my work on there and now people are using it and it is growing. Why do I do these conversations? Because again, it is creating educational videos. Just from our conversation, a lot of people are going to get ideas. Good. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. That's the whole reason I'm doing it because initially I thought I would do it maybe a few things. Who would care? But I have spoken now to almost about 85, 90 people. It's pretty crazy. Wow. I'm overwhelmed, excited. That would be really cool. That would be really, I've, I really enjoy teaching and, and giving videos and stuff. And to kind of hear from you that it would be helpful. It would be really means a lot. Because it would be leadership. You are also demonstrating to people how to build your brand, how to show the passion about your field. And that way, I guarantee you someday somebody's going to watch that video and say, I got to hire this woman. <laughs> well, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It's yeah. Happen because people hire people with passion. Yes. I've always hired people with passion. By the well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I am going to make a goal tomorrow. I'm going to make a minimum of three videos. Yeah. Because um, I have nothing else to do. I might time. as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Very All nice. Right.
Callie, Thank you. this has been an amazing conversation. I am so glad that you came on the show and we had this beautiful opportunity to chat. Thank you so much. I mean, this has really changed some mindsets for me that I'm still processing right now. So this is, this is really great. And thank you.